0: Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. We have with us today Austin activist and musician Mobley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, man, I've been a fan of yours a uh, few years. I think one of my friends played solo uh, for me, you know, several years ago. And then that was also my one, like one of my uh, day one, first year of the firm soundtrack. Is when I'm hustling and everything else. love the song. Then we met at a tech, at Tech Crunch. We met at that Tech Crawl deal man i think the zebra you're playing but i was like oh this guy guy, i know this guy so and then you know and then off we went um well today we're gonna be talking about your activism and some of the work you the work you've been doing with the black austin musicians collective and we're also i want to get into your background as a musician and inspiration uh what inspires you rather um but getting to that for those who don't know who you are who is Mowgli, which your hat also says
1: yeah i um I am a a musician and a performer and also a producer and um, filmmaker and I make my art here in Austin, Texas and under normal circumstances I tour around the country and around the world playing music. Um, Obviously that hasn't been the case for the past year or so Uh, and that's that's more or less it um it's it's a lot more work than it sounds like when you just say it in a, in one sentence
0: i know the really like. feeling <laughs> <laughs> i know the really like. feeling um I, I, mean, I would say man, you're you know you're not, you're an entrepreneur right i mean you're a musician yeah. but you're an entrepreneur like i say with i mean i view myself i'm a lobbyist but i do a lot of the I mean, podcast wasn't the part of being a lobbyist right i just i do sure. so um let's talk about black ops TV. Black Austin Musicians Collective because a lot of that work was spurred or was an impetus of of it was came out of uh, this last 13 months of COVID and other things that went on this last year as well. Uh, We'll get to that. So tell us about the collective.
1: Yeah, it, um, I would say that, uh, kind of the shows going away and, and, and the music industry really slowing down and then, um, the uprisings this summer really um, inspired a lot of us to connect in ways that we hadn't before. Um, we had a big uh, Zoom call amongst just dozens of black musicians this summer, uh, people I'd never met. Um, most of the people had never met each other, but um, that was kind of the the basis of, of of uh, the, the, these regular meetings that started, and then the regular meetings um, we formalized into the collective, and um, and then we, you know, further formalized the collective by setting out goals in terms of what we want to do um, politically, what we want to do in terms of community engagement, and what we want to do in terms of. Um, Professional development and 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 labor relations for musicians uh, in general in Austin, but particularly for Black musicians in the city. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I want to get more dig more to that. I know we had a uh, Jackie Vincent on. I mean, it seems like years ago. It was over. It was during this. Uh, I think, man, it might have been late spring, but related to just a lot of issues. I think your 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 group is 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 really focused on now, right? Mm-hmm. It was and that was focused more on. Um. Oh my God. On the on
1: lose, lose on the green. The
0: green man. Too yeah. many who in the green. Um. But you know, can you speak more to that experience. And i I've, I've been in one of your meetings before, and I just want the audience to know what all. The, what, are, what are the issues that faced black musician, musicians well before you know COVID hit and everything else, right?
1: Yeah. I think I think an important starting place for the completely uninitiated is just to know that musicians generally, regardless of race, are a, a really exploited labor force. Um, whether we're talking about recorded music or live performance, uh, the, the, the kinds of pay that people can expect, the kinds of working people, working conditions that people can expect are very much substandard. And I think if you laid it out for, for your average person Um, just the basic things that musicians want. Like, I want to know how much money I'm going to make before I show up at the gig. I want to um, know that I'm going to have a a sound check. I want to know that the venue is going to help me promote the show. I want to know that, you know, on and on and on. These just little basic things that I think anybody in any other field of, of business, especially when you're working, you know, as an independent contractor, quote unquote, Um, you expect there to be kind of bilateral responsibilities and in the music industry, it really, uh, it isn't always this way, but it is very frequently the case that all of the responsibility and risk are heaped onto the musician and very little of the, the income makes it back to the musician. And so that's kind of just the general starting point. Um, I, I think white musicians get a bad rap. I I don't think anybody is getting what they deserve, but Beyond that, for black musicians, um there is there's just all kinds of discrimination that, that that people are facing. Um especially if you're making music in uh genres that are racialized as black, like hip hop or R and B.
0: Um what kind? What do you, I mean just uh, yeah, road, road, yeah road road what, um, you, what kind of issues you, I mean, we, I think we go no, but like, what is the? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, first of all, just discriminatory booking. It's it's harder to get. It's harder to book shows in those genres in in the in the uh, kind of premier clubs in the city. Um, di- different uh, discriminatory practices around like what kind of sound check or or um, or sound equipment you may be furnished during a show. Requirements to have uh, insurance. And that insurance is more expensive as a result of your
0: liability <laughs> insurance. Yeah.
1: And that is not, that is not standard. I play, I've played that literally thousands of shows and only on major festivals that I've been re- required to hold insurance, but it's a regular thing for just a hip hop show and a dive bar to be required to have insurance, to be required to pay for extra security, to have their, um, To have the 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 crowds, the audiences, the patrons who come to see that music because it is a more black crowd be harassed and uh, I was going to say subject subject to 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 dress codes, arbitrary dress codes, just all sorts of um, all sorts of just uh, indignities that get heaped on people, and then on top of you know, uh, like I said before, just that baseline discrimination that makes it harder to get in the door in the first place. Mm -hmm. So. Though those are those are just a few of the many, many things that we are um, focused on trying to uh, remediate and and make better so that live music, uh, excuse me, black musicians working
0: live have a, a fairer shot. And you got some support from the city already. I know with the Music Commission. Uh, shotgun, I can't remember if he's chair or was chair this last summer, but okay, one of the one of the duo of Riders Against the Storm. Correct. Um, I and I think you all were a collab- you collaborated in a song before, Molly, which I really like too. Um, yeah. But what just you see, you've got support, and I think a lot, I mean it came down to I think Shaka. And I can't recall if the music commission voted this out, but it was support uh, for a you know black musicians fund. Right? Yeah.
1: So that that's in a kind of complicated place right now. But yeah, before he became um, chair of the music commission recently. Um, th- back this summer when he was vice chair, Shaka proposed a Black live Music Fund, which would be um, funded by half of the hot tax funds that were supposed to go to a live music fund, a general mm-hmm. live music fund. Yeah, it's people. hotel
0: occupancy tax. Um, for those who are
1: who don't know? And that there, the the music commission supported that, but um the the city ended up determining that. The legal within the city determined ended up determining that it wasn't going to be feasible to, uh, to to go about it in that particular way. So that's kind of forks so that there's like this public um, this public push, especially within the systemic racism working group of the music commission to um, to both through funds and through, um, you know, Statutes, ordinances, uh, programming, all, policy, all sorts. You're trying to use all the tools in the toolkit to bring about equity. And then separately, I know that Shaka has kind of taken that um, Black music, Black Live Music Fund idea and kind of turn, moved it from the public sector to the private sector. So now I know he's doing lots of fundraising Um among you know philanthropists and 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 music lovers to raise that money privately to fund um, various initiatives. I know that the the kind of big sky goal is to um, is to uh, purchase and and establish a live music venue. Actually, that is that is black owned operated.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, before before Black Austin, Black Austin musicians, musicians collected, had y'all, had you been involved in politics at all besides voting? Uh, I,
1: I would say that I'm very, uh, I I'm very conscious of what's happening politically. Um, and that I, I, I had a pretty good sense of where all of the pieces fit, but, um, you know, like, pre-pandemic i i i was i had all you know my time was completely full just you mm-hmm. know touring doing the various hustle things that you have to do to 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 stay in this industry so um i would say that i had a good foundation for uh being active politically and you know i had i had been involved in some activism protests and stuff like that but in terms of formal politics yeah. and like Talking to people at City Hall and all that kind of stuff. No, definitely. I, the
0: only reason I asked because you're not. I mean, just from watching a lot of, unfortunately, because the way that you know COVID impacted you know, industries across Austin, you saw folks who, or at least we saw virtually a lot of folks who had you had to pivot into politics in a way they didn't have before, just for to to you know to figure out how to how to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but based on this, I was always more curious about your experience with it and. You like it or not.
1: It's it's funny, before I decided I was going to be a musician, I originally had planned to study law and become a politician. Um, And uh, their life is just weird, and one day I decided to write songs instead of uh, writing laws. And uh, and that's the way it went. But um, I definitely would say I have a a passion for for being a, a different kind of voice in the room um, when it comes to these political discussions. I, I think I have either, depending on the case, I either have or um, have kind of sympathy for a perspective that uh, I, I think is, is really underrepresented in, in the halls of power, mm-hmm. um, one that is less concerned, with um the kind of supposed pragmatism that's shaped by electoralism and and the limited imaginations of the privileged people that elected officials tend to worry about and more shaped by you know the kind of exigencies on the ground of people who are like no i need this now like people 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 are suffering people are dying people um People have needs and, and those needs are pretty indifferent to whether uh, filling those needs is, is politically uh, practical or not. So um, that's kind of the perspective that I try to bring to this stuff, because I think we, we really need people who, A, have much bigger imaginations in terms of what is possible, and, and B, have a much stronger sense of, of how urgent the need is. To to solve some of the problems that we have on our
0: plate. And I met some of them before, but I wanted to give you the chance to shout out any of the other artists uh, who are involved with the collective um, and and other activism going on in the community.
1: Yeah, I I would say, you know, the core group of people who have been um, really active in the collective are uh, Megs Kelly and Chris Beal from Magna Carta, Tori Blake, um, Deuce Malone. Um, Audrey from, um, Pleasure Venom, uh, Reggie from Blacklight Hip Hop, Reggie DeVore. Um, did I see Jonathan Horseman from urban heat? He did not. Um, okay. And, uh, T double. Mm. uh
0: he's recently in the cover of, uh, oh my God, Austin Chronicle. Yeah. I will feature story by Karan Spearman. One shout out to past guests, but another yeah. Brother.
1: yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's everybody in the core group. Apologies. If I am forgetting somebody, it's hard to pull all these names off the top of my head right now. No, but I, I think know. that's, I think that's cool. Yeah. Group. Enough to
0: say that I, it's one of it, you know, just folks realize, I mean, these things and it's collective and there's lots of voices and people pushing for this stuff. And, um, also man, just, so getting to you as an artist, um, you know, what's so you have, you had a new single that dropped Friday, last Friday, I believe. Rec- whole record. Oh, record okay my yeah. bad. i only caught the first single mate but yeah. we're recording this on february 23rd um uh, but talk about some of the new album and and uh just what's on the horizon going to 21. yeah
1: the record's called um young and dying in the occident supreme uh i i wrote it when i was on a rare vacation um in thailand i i had, I had some tour dates in australia and so i popped over to thailand because I didn't know when I was going to be able to afford to get back over to that part of the world. So um, we hung out there and the plan was to not do any work at all. But then I ended up writing a record over there. Um, And it it focuses on um, it focuses on like ideas of Western supremacy, Western cultural supremacy, um, and this notion that, you know, parenthetically white European people and the colonies that they settled have this cultural superiority and that's why they predominate economics and and global politics in the world. Um, and the record is in large part about the need to throw away bad old ideas like that and, um, adopt new ones so that we can have a, a fairer, more peaceful, um, more equitable society. Um, it doesn't sound as heavy as that when you're listening to it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's what it's about. Um, and uh, so that just came out um, the video for my song, Mate, uh, which is kind of like a psychedelic guitar pop song uh, just came out. And then there's a film that will be coming out in a couple of weeks that, that accompanies the record. And then starting on Thursday, uh, I'm going to be uh, embarking on what we're calling a virtual tour, which is, um, this series of concert films. I filmed, um, I shot four and a half hours of concert films and, um, splitting them up into nine different shows. And then, uh, we're selling them as ticketed live streams, uh, just about every other day, starting Thursday for the next two weeks or so. And then, um, the, the proceeds from, from that are going to the venues, and then my 100% of my portion of the, the ticket sales is going to the DAWA Fund, which, um, which is a, a local nonprofit here in Austin, uh, started by Shaka, uh, that uh, provides direct aid to people of color who work in um, the arts and in healthcare and in the service
0: industry got it man and we'll put we'll put uh, links to your your site and all the fun stuff merch and everything else and lastly where can people go to learn more about black austin musicians collective
1: uh right now the best place to go we're still getting our web presence up and up and running but the best place to go is either to instagram or twitter uh and our handle on both of those is blk atx
0: musicians Great. And that'll also be in the show notes. Uh, Thank you for your time, Austin artist and activist Mobley. Thank you so much for having me.